Hello, everybody. This is Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. I'm the Gnarly Gnome. I am your guide through craft beer and Nirvana. I need to come up with some clever things to say at the beginning of the show. I always kind of start it the same way because I don't really know what I'm doing. I kind of make this up as I go along every single week. <laughs> <laughs> you'd think. So this is, this is show number 100, and you'd think I would have it figured out by now, but I have no idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm also just getting off of fighting a really terrible cold. Um, I've also been tearing up carpet in my basement all day because my basement flooded last night. So if I'm out of sorts and confused and get completely lost halfway through the show, that's why on top of sleep deprived from my precious little baby who I love so much. <laughs> you're, not, oh, you're not the only one with a flooded basement, I can tell you that. That happened to me a few weeks ago. Oh yeah, we, it, it, all the carpet came up today. It was not a fun day. Um, but here we are, Braxton Labs. This is um, probably a lot longer time coming for you than it is for the rest of us. It um, it's exciting. It's a second location that is very different than everybody else seems to be doing second locations. Which, um, well, I mean, we're, we're, again, I always get ahead of myself when I start talking, but um, that's probably exactly what I'm doing. It. Let's drink some beer first. Let's talk about sure, what, sure, what's on sure, top. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so this is, of course, the the Braxton core beers are here, and the seasonals, the cider, that kind of stuff is all here. But this place is about other stuff too. This is about that creation, the innovation, which again we'll get to in a little bit. But um, so these are new Braxton Labs beers. It, Braxton beers. I, I don't know how that works. I don't know if Braxton it's... Braxton Labs. Braxton Labs beers. It's a whole yep. different kind of thing. Um, right now, as of this minute, there's Cherry Saison, Blackberry Pale Ale, and uh, Vanilla Coffee Stout. Milk Stout. Milk Stout. Um, as of very soon, there will be a New England IPA. Tomorrow. As of tomorrow. We had some equipment issues that uh, we were trying to get it on tap by Tuesday. Um, the tank wouldn't actually chill down, so we've got it set at 30. We should be kegging it sometime tomorrow afternoon. So that'll be on tap for the grand opening tomorrow. And then I assume there's a few other things in those fermenters over there bubbling away, too, for the very we, near future. Yeah, we've, we've got a couple others. Uh, there's a cucumber wit. Um, so uh, our lead innovation brewer wrote up a recipe for a, a very nice wit beer. And we worked with a, a local food processing company, Cl uh, Club Chef, uh, who we purchased 150 pounds of freshly diced cucumbers from. We picked those up on Monday. We'll be adding them to the fermenter on Monday. Uh, and then we've got an Imperial Black IPA as well. That sound, the, that, the, the cucumber wit sounds delicious, especially as the weather's starting to warm up. You guys have a proper beer garden here. Yep. This beer garden blows away the little patio that you guys have over in Covington. Absolutely. It's, it's the backyard. I think we need to add AstroTurf <laughs> to the front of Braxton. <laughs> I think so, too. This is, this is exactly the kind of beer garden that I think Braxton needed. It's, uh, it, it, it's beautiful. Um, so let's, I, I've got a couple of them, and you have the third one. So let's just talk about them a little bit. This is the Blackberry Pale Ale. Um, Tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, I can tell you it's delicious because, <laughs> as you can see, but it would help a lot if our if Zach. So Zach Benke was our lead brewer over at Braxton, um, and he does a tremendous job. He is he is amazing. Uh, he 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 takes the extra initiative. So when he was actually brewing at Braxton, he would break away whether it was more hours or whatever just to brew on the pilot system that Braxton used to have which was the half barrel system right and he'd brew anything he could dream up and so when we had the opportunity with this facility it made a ton of sense to bring him here because he has so much creative energy uh, to to kind of play on and build and design recipes and things that you might not see every day. Right. Um, so with that, we've got the three beers on tap, um, and the Blackberry Pale Ale is one of them. And so what we did here was the, the, the idea was to kind of take a play on almost a New England-style IPA, so it's a little hazy. It's not that... It, it's not too cloudy. Um, it's a little juicy, and then we added blackberry puree to it. 
uh, just to kind of give it that fruity characteristic that you don't typically see in everyday pale ales. Right. It, it still has that nice kind of zip to it. You know, I, I feel like a lot of New England-style IPAs or pale ales or whatever they may be, I feel like they, they lose that a little bit going for that softness and all that other stuff with it. And this still has some kind of hop zip going on behind the blackberries and... Is this real blackberries? Uh, it's a, so the the place the blackberries were uh, purchased from is a farm in Oregon that right. takes real blackberries. They like don't a, add anything else, and they just puree them right. down. Uh, close so hundred percent real blackberries. I just think a I think version. the urban artifact guys will be okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> just a just a puree version. Um, I assume you've got the cherry saison there. I do. Um, I'm a f- I, I'm I'm not a huge fan of cherry in my beers, most of the time. <laughs> Have you tried it? I haven't tried it yet, but I will. Um, well, thank you, sir. Um, by the way, I love the new glassware. We're we like it. Um, you might see some changes down the road, um, but it, it's a it's a unique tulip. We're looking for. We we might add another tulip eventually. It's good. Um. I, I guess the reason that I do like it is because the cherry is not too in your face and too over the top. It's a, it's a compliment to that to that yeast and. My fear. So we use the uh, White Labs Belgian Belgian Be- Belgian saison two yeast uh, with uh, Morello cherry, so the tart cherries. Um, and my fear was it going kind of robotussiny. Um, just because sometimes, depending on how much cherry you add, it can get that fake medicinal characteristic. Right. Um, we used 15 gallons of Morello cherry juice in this beer, and it turned out just to be the right balance of tart cherry, cherry flavor um, from the actual cherry juice, and then the saison. It's it's fantastic. Again, as the weather warms up, that's a perfect beer to sit outside and just put down a few of. <laughs> Um, on the other end of the spectrum, the vanilla coffee milk stout, nice and dark and heavy. I drank some of my wife's earlier while we were sitting here, and um, big, heavy, thick, all of those things you want out of a stout. I feel like um, a lot lately I've picked up a lot of stouts and drank them, and just that, that body wasn't there that I wanted out of a stout. I mean, a porter I'm okay with, if it, and again, there's, there's a big debate there, but for me... I want my stout big and heavy, and I want my porters a little lighter and easier to drink. So um, this is dead on to what it what I want. Um, I don't think I'm going to sit outside and drink it, but I will sit here in the tap room and drink oh, it absolutely. or at home in my absolutely. basement and drink it. Um, that's <laughs> basement probably, without carpet. It's probably, <laughs> that's probably my favorite one on tap right now. Um, 15 pounds of starter cold brew coffee, whole bean. And uh, one pound, which is about 120 vanilla beans, premium Madagascar grade A vanilla beans, uh, cut, sliced, and thrown into the beer. I mean, and I guess that's part of the advantage of a place like this that's about that innovation side, and it's not a, it's not a production facility. It's, it's a playground, basically. Correct. And so if you're going to do a beer, you, you get to use those ingredients. You get to use the fresh stuff. You get to... You get to slice up your vanilla beans instead of some kind of extract dumping in there. So, um, let's kind of shift gears to that a little bit because, like I said when we first started, this is there's a lot of places that are opening second locations, new locations, expanding. You know, it, there's a lot of that going on right now in Cincinnati, and I get, everybody had been kind of whispering for a while that oh, Braxton's got to be looking, they got to be looking, and you guys were. <laughs> but then you said, oh, but by the way, our expansion is a second location that's smaller than what we have now and isn't really about a bigger tap room or more production space. It's, it's not about any of that. So why? Why, 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 does this, why is this that step that you guys decided to take? So think, think about it this way. You're, what, this, this is episode 100? Number 100. Episode 1 was right. at Braxton. right. Uh, the original Braxton, middle of the brew day, was one of the first or second brews we'd ever done at Braxton. Um, and I'm pretty sure if you spin back that episode, you'll, you'll hear me talking about what we deemed as multiplicity. Uh, something that we have a great passion for. We want a wide portfolio. We want beers that, whether you can dream it or you can, maybe it's something you can't get on tap right now, but you're like, man, this, 
this beer with these seven weird things you wouldn't put in a beer, this sounds good. That's the kind of stuff we want to do on top of producing traditional styles like a Dortmunder lager or a cream ale, um, an American IPA. A, a Dortmunder lager, which for the record, Jungle Gems, I'm buying at the party source today because I can't get it at Jungle Gems. Just throwing it out there. Bond Bright, I hate you. I hate you, Bond Bright. Just I put, love you, Bond Bright. Just putting it out there. <laughs> we'll, we'll get that fixed. Um, but uh, no, so yeah, so it's one of those things where it's like we we, we grew. We saw incredible growth uh, at, at Braxton. And we were limited on space, right? We dedicated ourselves to an urban core, an urban core that we are incredibly passionate about playing a key role in the renaissance that that city is seeing. Uh, we love seeing that we're mentioned in all these articles and playing a role in giving back to the community. But what you see is that we, we don't have all the space that we can keep dropping fermenters. Right. So when we open, we open with three 20-barrel fermenters and a 40-barrel fermenter. If we would have continued to add those smaller tanks, we would not have been able to ever keep up with the, de- the volume demand right. that we're seeing today. So we had to go vertical, uh, dropping in 80s, and very then, vertical, <laughs> and then quickly dropping in 120s. And in September, we have we're excuse me, we're ripping out the 280s and the 40, and we're dropping in more 120s so we can keep up with volume. But when you go up instead of out, you can't really you can't really stay committed to multiplicity if if your your smallest batch is 120 barrels. Uh, so we right now, at, by September when this next expansion is completed, our options of brewing size will either be 20 barrels or 120 <laughs> barrels. Um, so what happened is we continued to grow. We saw this growth, and our commitment to multiplicity never deteriorated. It was just a matter of fact that that 20-barrel tank uh, needed to be brewed. Storm had to go into that so we could keep fulfilling orders. Uh, so producing more new styles kept diminishing. So our our ability to take larger risks on things like dropping 150 pounds of freshly diced cucumbers into a batch of beer, uh, we just said, no, let's do a lager or let's do an ale and not add any adjuncts because we don't have anything to worry about when right. we do that. So with this place... Um, we can do all of those things. We can brew all the cores, all the seasonals, all the limited releases at Braxton and maintain the consistency and the quality that you expect from our brewery. And over here, we can operate this facility not like we operate that one. So instead of saying that tank needs to be emptied and filled within 24 hours, go, we can say, well, that tank can be empty for a while. Let's figure out the next best thing to put into it. And if we brew a beer that has 150 pounds of cucumbers, and it doesn't turn out, we can just dump it and well, move on. And you you hear a lot of places that are afraid, and I, I don't know if afraid is the right word, but that don't do loggers kind of for similar reasons where we, you know, we can't afford to, to lock up one of our tanks for, you know, for, for how much longer than, than a nail takes. So we're just not going to do the logger. We're going to let it go. And this kind of opens that up to where, I mean, you guys have been doing them, but at the same time, I'm sure that there were those weeks where it's like, yeah, we, we, we probably need to do storm. And <laughs> October fuel last year. Right. Uh, we filled all of our tanks with October fuel uh, as it was our first ever seasonal can release. Uh, so we had done it the year past. It was in draft, and we thought we had brewed enough of it. It sold out in two weeks, and it was supposed to last two months. Uh, so we launched it again the following year in a can, and we literally filled every tank with October fuel. <laughs> All of our brewers and our cellar guys, packaging guys, walking around like, well, what do we do? I guess we're just going to keep cleaning. Um, so, yeah, lagers take two to three times longer than a traditional beer that we would brew, um, but we're committed to lagers as well. Right, but, but that a place like this kind of opens some of that up to where... I guess so. You're just not. You, it takes off some of the stress, maybe. Like you know that that, that Braxton Part One. I don't know. Is it, do I just call it Braxton and Braxton Labs? Is that how I'm supposed to do this? 
Approved. <laughs> Approved. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, for anybody on Facebook, they can see Jonathan Gandalf uh, just sat down. But um, for all of you, sorry for running late. Oh, that's okay. It's it's been a day. Yes. <laughs> As I'm sure it's been a week for it's you. It's been guys. a week, <laughs> month, <laughs> month, year, years, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably been a kind of a hectic couple of years. Yeah. It's uh, um, what. I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> so, you know, with, with, with innovation, how do you take this this culture that doesn't, I don't want to say it doesn't exist at most breweries because everybody likes to innovate and everybody likes to create and be creative, but you guys have taken it to this whole other step, and how do you how do you take that from from the top all the way down to the bottom, and how do you kind of ingrain that in people when they come to Braxton or the people that are already here? and have them thinking differently about the way it works? That's a a very good question. As he points at me. (laughs) Uh, I think we're very fortunate just by location. I think the uh, average person who walks into the party source is looking, they're not looking to buy a case of Bud Light. Uh, They would do that at a different place, I think. I'm more interested in the in the people that work for Braxton, oh, yeah, though, because yeah. it's it's a very different type of, especially now that this exists here, it's a very different type of place to work, that it's not all about cranking out well, X number of, of, of that core beer anymore. It's, it's, hey, if you've got an idea, you know, bring it to us. You know, you're exactly us. right. It's funny. People ask, like, what's your plan at Braxton Labs? It's that's, don't have one. That's, the that's whole exactly. That's the we, we the brewers have kind of called it their playground. Um, so you know they've got a list of ideas, but we tell our bartenders all the time. Anytime we get a chance to talk to them, is you're our first line of market research. Somebody comes up and asks you for an amber, and we don't have an amber. That's find something else for them, but take mental note of that and let us know. That's actually how Haven was born, uh, because people were asking for wheat beers, people were asking for German beers, and we're like. It's a good marriage between those two. And so we brewed Haven. Um, Garage Series beer is how it started. Sure enough, it started being our second or third most popular beer in the tap room. We said, all right, let's make it a seasonal. Let's can it. And sure enough, it's one of our most popular seasonal cans. So uh, I think our bartenders are going to be a huge resource for us. Um, our brewers, you know, being able to use it as a playground and come up with ideas and be encouraged to dream up crazy things it's uh, we've heard it said around the office is like we fully expect to dump some beers through here if we're not if we're not pouring some beers down the drain we're probably not pushing the envelope hard enough so i think we're that's that that is a little bit new to braxton right that line of thinking but um it's something i think everybody from bartenders to brewers to (coughs) business team is very excited about i feel like it's new to Cincinnati as as a whole, like I don't, I don't, there aren't a lot of places that have this type of culture that just fully ingrains a whole location. We're doing it backwards. It, it's, it's a lot of people start with something like this and go to our Covington, but that's but that's brilliant too. Like, and I don't know. We hope so. I, I, don't, I don't know if it was just like oh, this this might work, like you know, or if it was this 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 idea that was there from the beginning that just like oh let's let's we can do this now or like I, it, it it just it, it works so perfect and. Um, what I hope people understand is that this is not just a new eight ball, just eight ball with some paint slapped on the walls and, and, and different tap handles. This is a very, very different reimagining of what this space can be here. And I, I, I really hope that comes across. I, you know, there's still guest taps that will, will there always be guest taps here? Absolutely. Um, because that was what a lot of people loved about the eight ball space too was getting other beers here that are weird things that you might not have ever tried or We've got an African mead on tap right now. <laughs> yeah, I I can say I've never had an African mead. <laughs> We're about to change that here in a few minutes. <laughs> I tried that yesterday. Mead is not for me. <laughs> I, I was I was talking to somebody about that the other day. I I'm not uh, typically I'm not a mead guy. I'm not a cider guy. I'm not. I don't. I just like beer typically but lately i've been kind of like poking my head in a couple different places here and there and trying this and trying that i'm like this is different but i i can see where this is going you know i can can appreciate yeah yeah and it he said it gets that that brain working in a whole different way which is again exactly what a space like this is supposed to be about so um it's fun 
it's it, I'm it, it's fun for us as drinkers, and I, I can only imagine how it, it changes that way of thinking for you guys and um, lifts a little bit of weight off your shoulders of um, can we do this or should we do this? You know, it's it's it, it's do cool it. stuff. Let's yeah. try it. See what happens. Let's take a really quick break, um, and then we'll kind of talk about where it goes from here. Um, what what this means for the bigger picture and what some of those bigger pictures are. I, it's all a really fun tweet or Instagram or something go out today that mentioned a certain Saison that I'm in love with. So <laughs> um, We'll talk about that too. We'll be back. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Um, I, look at, I look at the Bud Light drinkers out there as a, you know, a forest to be harvested. They're all out there and, and they don't know any better yet, but they will. You don't, you don't ever hear somebody say, yeah, I used to drink that craft beer crap. But I, <laughs> I went back to my Bud Light. You don't hear that, do you? No, you don't. You are listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi, Mike Cisneros here with a word about Brewhouse Dog Bones. By now, craft beer fans all over Cincy know the distinctive brown paper sack with a big red bone. You've seen it in great breweries like Mount Carmel, Listerman's, Rheingeist, Eight Ball, Braxton, and more. At just five bucks a bag, you know you can't find a more healthful or delicious treat for your best friend made from spent brewery grains, organic eggs, peanut butter, and brown rice flour. But did you know that Brewhouse Dog Bones is an educational program for developmentally disabled teens and young adults? It's available through the New Richmond, Cincinnati Public, Fort Thomas Public, Sycamore, Oak Hills, and many more school districts across Southwest Ohio and Northern Kentucky. For more information on where to find Brewhouse Dog Bones, or how to get your developmentally disabled loved one or your school district involved in the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, contact Lisa Graham at area code 513-520-0310 or visit www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brewhouse Dog Bones. Hi, this is Mike Stokes from Cincy Brew Bus. Cincinnati's craft beer scene is growing, and we want to take you to those locations. Here at Cincy Brew Bus, we love to introduce people to craft beer here locally in Cincinnati. We have an amazing craft beer scene. We have lots of routes to choose from and a lot of different places we can visit. Cincy Brew Bus is Cincinnati's premier and original craft brewery tour. We're the number one rated tour for breweries on TripAdvisor. We're the number one rated food and drink experience on TripAdvisor. And we're also the number two total tour overall on TripAdvisor here for Cincinnati. At Cincy Brew Bus, we provide a VIP tour experience for the novice and for the expert craft beer drinker. We like to take you out, show you how the beer is made, tell you about Cincinnati's rich brewing history, and at the same time, have fun, do some trivia, and drink some locally made fresh craft beer. This is Steve Shaw. This is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Gamal Nagy. Hey, y'all. This is Sean Willingham. This is Brett Coleman-Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beers. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Admissible Brew Works. Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. In Cincinnati. In Northside. In Hamilton, Ohio. Bellevue, Kentucky. Mar, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> Cincy Brewcast. I don't know how I feel about that music leading back into it. It's a little too mellow for Cincy Brewcast. We're back. We're just chilling at Braxton Labs, hanging out, drinking beer. <laughs> well, I need to redo that. I just I put that whole new commercial together because um, we are now sponsored by Cincy Brew Bus. Um, nice. Uh, so for anybody listening, that was why that commercial ran instead of the ones you're familiar with. Um, so I, I don't think in his commercial, Mike mentioned that you need to go to sensibrewest.com. So we're probably going to re-record his commercial <laughs> anyways, but, um, do that, go there, uh, take a tour. Um, which by the way, I guess I might as well go ahead and mention it. Um, I haven't talked to you guys about this yet. I'm, I've kind of, <clears throat> I've been going around and letting everybody know that I'm doing this just so everybody's prepared for 
um, what I'm doing with my life. But um, nah, well, depending on when you're listening to this, um, in the very near future, I am going to go to every Cincinnati brewery in one day. So 38 breweries as of tomorrow. Um, 16 hours. <laughs> it's a uh, an extravaganza. <laughs> yeah, <that's> so, <laughs> so um, everybody kind of keep an eye out for that. It kind of launches a new project that I'm doing also that uh, is a little more visual. Um, so keep an eye out um, for Beer Week, I think, is when the actual uh, video content is going to launch. But um, before then, I'm doing the actual tour. So if you see me out somewhere and I'm literally what running... What day of the week are you doing it? It's a Saturday. So if anybody sees me running into a tap room, drinking whatever the smallest serving size they have of the lowest ABV that they have, and then turning around and running back out the door, that's what I'm doing. You should do it on a Friday, <laughs> then you could hit us in the morning, and that well, gives you a little more time. Listerman opens at 10 okay. on Saturdays. There you go. Well, there's a couple places that open at 10, so I, it's a very well-planned out trip. I assure you, I it runs, runs from 10 a.m. until 2 a.m., um, <laughs> You'll spend more time in a car I than have, you will I have, at, in breweries. I have four drivers to uh, split the day up so no one has to drive for 16 hours. Um, it's it's complicated. but um, So keep an eye out for that. So there's some fun stuff that, that comes after that, too, of, of this bigger idea, this this visual thing. I don't, I don't know how much I should tease or not because I don't know how, how good I'm going to be about getting it all done on time. But um, So... Back to Braxton Labs, which is where we are. We are live. Jonathan Gandalf, Evan Rouse. Show 100. Um, how many times have you been on the show now, Evan? I think this is... I should have wrote that in my in my show notes. I think this has got to be like 10 or something like that. It's... Hi. It's, <laughs> I, I don't remember. It, 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 Sorry, it's, Evan. <laughs> it's getting up there. He's, he definitely still holds the record for the most frequent appearances on Cincy Brewcast. Next to me, of course. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I do think it is next to me. <laughs> um, so this kind of shifts gears for Braxton is as far as the labs and stuff and changes kind of where people see you guys focusing your attention, I guess. It, and maybe that's not right. Maybe that maybe everybody doesn't think that way. But I think every I think a lot of people had some kind of thing in their head where they thought, oh, this is this is what they're shooting for. This is the business model that they are following. That this is this is where they're going to go. This is what you're going to see from them next. And then you guys did this, and it's like, no, we're, we're we we don't. This, our business model is something you haven't seen before. <laughs> um, where where do you go from here? Like, what is what is the rest of 2017 have in store for Braxton as far as what you guys can tell us that um, a lot of really new beer um, <laughs> are we gonna see are we gonna see more <laughs> packaging <laughs> bottles yeah there's still a few more cans out there too but uh, as far as so so taking Braxton labs aside um, you you will see bottles and cans released from Braxton ones you've not seen before um but braxton labs you're, you're gonna see a lot of new beer um i'm gonna assure you that what we're filling the fermenters up with this week and next week the second round of beers the third fourth fifth round of beers you're not gonna see beers be repeated um until we find one that is just such a hit that we talk about scaling it up and you'll see it brewed at braxton over in covington um, and then Where we it gets about, a real name and a real identity. <laughs> Possibly. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, Johnny can touch more on that, but the, the whole idea about this space is just innovation. Uh, so it's not, to, it's not to throw four or five beers on tap and brew them year-round. It's to really let, so we've got one guy over here, Zach, who is his job, brewing, cellaring, packaging, literally the whole gamut of brewing in this facility, but we're going to let our other brewers, sellermen, even packaging guys, everybody, even salespeople, marketing people can come over here, brew, dream up an idea, brew we're recording, here. right? <laughs> brew it here and release it, right? So we, we what we started was uh, the idea of we, we have people in our company. That Does your really dad finally get to brew? Does he get to make a beer yes. now? <laughs> yes. There, there are no open flames, so that is true. <laughs> Excuse me, but so the idea is that you know, with this facility, they're, they're, so many of our employees are passionate about ideas that they have that 
we never really got to execute at Braxton because we had to grow brands and continue to produce as we were growing. Um, with this space, we're not managing it on a production schedule that has to produce X number of barrels a year and turn a tank in X number of hours. You don't have to do much of anything if you don't want to. It's just, it's... But there's what, a passion and we want to. whatever that's, you want to do. <laughs> that's the beautiful thing about it. Yeah, I'll well, say I'll I, say a lot of people have asked us what's next. Like after Braxton Labs, we have to figure out how to manage Braxton Labs first. Uh, a lot of people just assume this is like step two of a three-step plan or something like that. It's, it's not. We didn't set out to do this. Uh, it was a cool opportunity, and so we took advantage of it. But uh, we've got to figure out how to manage two spaces first, and then we'll figure out what's next. And there's there's not a lot of places that you can look at around here and say, well, let's look at how they did it. Because, again, this is so very different than... than sure. I mean, there there's places that have two locations, but they're typical business models for location one location two and this is not typical at all and it's it'll work right i think so okay cool. <laughs> I mean, I, i'm gonna come here and drink so i mean that um so you you talked about bottle releases can releases things like that is there going to be braxton labs releases like is there going to be like some random day you know where you have just some some small batch thing that kind of rolls out in bottles and people kind of line up here and and do that thing and um you guys are both very quiet but you have these excited looks on your faces probably <laughs> probably uh, i mean that's that's part of the fun right like we i think we'll always be focused on the beer that we serve on draft in here but um we think what we make is some of the best in the area and the country and beyond and um, we want to share that let people take it home more easily um, you know some beers are built to be bottle conditioned or to be served in cans or you know they're summer sipper uh, imperial stout or something like that uh, I think you'll see us experiment with different formats that's I mean that's what it sounds so repetitive but experimentation in this facility is even beyond just the styles of the beer or what the ingredients of the beer are but it'll be how do we do a bottle release differently how do we do right. a different format um, do you do a beer that's traditionally served in a 16 ounce can and a 12 ounce bottle uh, those sort of things that's fun I, and and again it's like that i if, if you guys want to release a bottle the way people release bottles you can do it at braxton if you just want to play around with it and figure some stuff out and experiment uh, here yeah, you go you know exactly. it, it doesn't have to be there but it can if you want it to be it's it, that's it that's that's fun stuff like uh how and i i don't know if you guys know the answer to it yet but where when something is popular like you you talked about lately everybody's been talking about this this coffee vanilla milk stout what is that point where you decide or you know that, hey, this is clearly something that is bigger than Braxton Labs. It needs to go over to Covington. That's an excellent question. <laughs> that you don't should know be the able to, to? Should, should be able to answer it in like six months. <laughs> no, I mean, it's one of those things we're, we're still learning, right? So the beers we have on tap right now are the first set of beers that we've ever produced on the system. Right. Uh, we walked into this brewery never brewing on this equipment before, teaching ourselves how to use the equipment, how to produce beer on it successfully. Um, and it wasn't easy. Uh, I think we've got three solid beers on tap that we're proud of. Um, it's going to be a learning experience and, and, and measuring and monitoring data of how well things sell, how well things are talked about in, in social media and the forums and the groups and that kind of thing, uh, to see when we go, okay, this is, Maybe it's a rebrew here first if it demands that, and then and then scaling it to, to Braxton. And the equipment's so different between here and there. It's not as easy as just taking the recipe here and putting it on the twenty barrel system. Right. It's there's you. I, I don't know how that's going to go the first time we try it. it probably, the, probably not well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've got we've got. I think we've got the smartest team in beer. I really do. Um, we're great team, uh, but. The, the, the differences in systems um, and what we're learning from just trying to take a recipe from Braxton, scale it down, brew it here, just to learn the system didn't go that great. Um, so it's not going to be a smooth transition, 
So have you guys, you guys have done that here where you took something that was... We took a recipe, scaled it down, attempted to recreate it here uh, just to see what we could do and if, if we could mimic the efficiencies based on the data we had. Um, and it wasn't repeatable, which is not a problem. We just wanted a baseline to start with. And so we had to, we had to define a baseline a different route. And we did. Um, and, we're, we're still learning. And, and does that, and this is probably getting a little geeky for people, but does, when you do that, when you take it from the bigger system and scale it down and try to figure out whatever that baseline, whatever those numbers or thing, whatever that is, does that help then scaling up? Does that is that absolutely? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know how any of that works, but absolutely. <laughs> that's the yeah, so that's we, the if, magic. It's if not we were, science, if it's we magic. were able, if we were able to take a recipe, uh, scale it down, brute here, and it be uh, a product called Storm that we would be able to sell as Storm, uh, then we will have succeeded. Um, we're going. It, it didn't work. Uh, let's just put it that way. It did not work. Um, what we are able to do, though, is to gather all the data points that we need to be able to scale it up to our facility. And it, it is definitely not linear. Uh, so a lot of different metrics go into it. That, that whole process fascinates me. And we we kind of touched on it a little bit when we had Dave Dixon on the show a few weeks back, and I guess it was a month or I don't know how long ago it was, but and and it, that stuff just goes in my head and I, none of it makes sense i'm like ah, you know I, I can't live it my it's brain can't handle it it's a lot of really intense excel spreadsheets <laughs> to, Nerd. To, to make it to make it that simple it's a lot of a lot of excel so uh let me look at my notes here and see where i'm going um you talked about um things returning that we were familiar with um you guys teased Union a little bit today. Or did we? Uh, I think it was a picture of Union. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess that's pretty funny. <laughs> really messed that one up, huh? Um, so I'm assuming that come around the 4th of July again, we're going to possibly see Union or something like Union. And <laughs> We're in that process right now. Um, I know the brewing team's um, tasting the barrels because uh, we never put something in a barrel and say, oh, this is a one-year product. Uh, we put it in the barrel and we taste right. it, and when it's ready, we pull it. Um, so I know they're tasting that now. Uh, I, I would say it's safe to say some variation of Union will come back. Uh, we're determining what that variation or variations are. Uh, we personally, internally as a team, Union Rouge is one of the favorite beers I think oh, we've yeah. ever done. Um, and so we, we really love that product and think it's unique. And um, I don't know what the brewing team's got up their sleeves, but I'm sure it's something fun. Yeah, I mean, the barrel aging program as a whole at Braxton has grown exponentially and so we're learning as a company to manage those barrels um, we as soon as as soon as we had released it was actually before we had released Union last year we had brewed a similar Saison and filled similar wine barrels before we had released gotcha. it because before we had released that beer we were tasting it in barrel tastings and we loved all the notes and the characteristics that the wine barrel had given that beer kind of similar to similar to with uh with snow shovel to where when you tasted it you knew that it needed to go in the rum barrels and it went in there well before everybody else tasted it and um I sure hope we see that again this year. That is where that is truly where beer becomes an art. You uh, put it into barrels, and it's outside of any science. That, what about? Are we going to see barrel stuff here, or is by the very nature of what this place is, is that kind of hard to do? You might not see physical barrels here, but there is a plan for barrel experimentation. Is there a? A chained-off section of a spot where you can put stuff in barrels. So you do this is this is labs and this is not. I think what you might see is some tag teaming. Like we and I mean I'll be transparent. We've talked about it. like what if we give one barrel of let's say Union for instance to the labs team and say create whatever you want right. with that barrel. So I think you'll see some um, variations like that happening or. Even, you know, obviously, Dark Shark, do you do a labs variant that is... That's fun. You just let somebody go crazy with it, and you, you, everybody knows because it's got Braxton Labs on there, it comes with the preconceived notion that that one's a little out of left field, but um, I, and it might be vice versa, too. It could be a beer that labs brews that... So um, what you're saying is for Dark Charge Day, we might get 
five bombers of dark charge in one big 16-ounce can that's a lab dark charge. I did not say that. <laughs> because that would be hilarious. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> because you can't just do another bottle that's just a bottle. <laughs> we'll see. Stay tuned. I've already said too much. <laughs> I, but, there, but, but that's, again, that's kind of the fun of this is that when you really start thinking about it and you let your brain just kind of go with stuff, like there really isn't an end to what you can come up with for what this place could be because it's just so loose of what, no rules, what it is. No boundaries. Yeah, it's, I, I, I don't know how many people can kind of understand that that really is what this, what this is about. It's not, it's not a second facility. It's not an expansion. It's not just more fermenters for you guys to ferment a bunch it's a of lab. storm. It's, it is really just a place to kind of come in here and just screw around and see what comes out of that. Yep. Um, summer block party, I'm assuming you guys are doing that again this year. We're working on it. Uh, so last year we did the Big Green Egg block right. party. I assume that's what you're referring yes. to. It was freaking hot. Right. Um, and we don't we don't have that lot this year. So uh, we actually just last week talked to the team about that event. Uh, it'll be back this year, probably in a little bit different format. Um, we're instead gonna instead of sponsored by Big Green Egg, it could be the, those with the big ass fans. We did that. We actually ordered we, we ordered two big ass fans for the lab space. That's hilarious. Um, but uh, it'll be back. We're working on the details of that. Um, we loved the event last year. Everybody there had an absolute great time. We're going to make some tweaks to it just to make it a little bit easier to manage, a little bit more straightforward for everybody involved. Right. And um, I'm really excited for where that event, I think, is going to end up being <laughs> and what it's going to end up being. Um, so we, we, we talked about the possibility of separate kind of bottle releases happening separate events like is this going to become a place where they're are you gonna do like little live music things here too is music gonna be a part of labs the way it is it i think so we'll original certainly, we'll certainly test with it um indoor the space i think is just too small for that unless you've just got like a right. one-man acoustic or something uh, so the kentucky struts are here friday night for our grand opening um outside so we'll see how that goes could be fun to do a summer music series we're going to do some programming in here. Uh, I think you guys got the one day it's not going to rain. I know. Knock on wood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to we're gonna test out some different programming. Tyler, our head of retail, he's got some really fun ideas. He is a beer nerd's beer nerd. Uh, so he really knows who the person is that's going to be visiting here. So he's got some really fun, crazy ideas. We're going to get our feet underneath us first before we launch into any of that. Uh, make sure we know the facility well enough to execute those events. But... We'll do smaller scale things here, and then we'll work with a party source. You know, they're a huge partner for this project. So um, large scale events will always have to be ran by them and New Rift Distilling. Um, and we, we'd love to use the space for that sort of thing. But we're, we're, we're fortunate we've got what we have in Covington and can leverage that. So that kind of leads into my next question with party source. I mean, clearly you guys are connected with party source because you're connected to party source quite um, literally <laughs> literally how does that change how does the relationship with them with with new riff with all that how does that shape some of the stuff going forward with braxton are we going to see more party source exclusive stuff from braxton are we going to see lots of more new riff barrels coming over I to braxton use, i wouldn't use the word exclusive but i would use the word barrels uh, we've built a good relationship, and the party source has become a true neighbor. Um, literally, the literally, wall, no. the, literally. Uh, so not only a great partner, but a, a true neighbor, and, and working with New Riff as well. Um, we're trying to think of some unique and creative ways to to spark some barrel projects um, because they're going to travel what 50 feet to to our brewery. So I think I think there's some unique opportunities. There. Yeah, and I think I. I mean, this sounds kind of elementary, but I think we're just going to be big fans of each other, right? Like them being them doing well helps us, and us doing well helps them. So I think we're just going to help them any way they can. They're going to help us any way they can. Um, it's just going to we're going to root each other on, and a rising tide raises all boats. Well, it's you know it, it seems silly, but like when somebody comes into the tap room, which would be you know Braxton Labs here, when they sit down at the bar and they start talking about something and somebody mentions you know kentucky home or something like that and they 
you know, if you're over in Covington, I don't know if there's still bottles sitting in the tap room there. I don't know if it's still on tap there, but sometimes it's not. And they, oh, you know, go try try the party source or try here. Well, now you can just point and say, well, yeah, they there's, you know, the right. biggest retailer <laughs> in Kentucky, and they've got it right there. You know, go there, plus yeah. this and this and this and this. It's, it, it's, it's kind of a game changer. It kind of shifts everything about what a tap room is for you guys. Like, I, I don't know how to... It's really hard to put into words, and I'm impressed that you guys have done as well as you have trying to do that. I, I think there was one sentence, I think, in the press release that said that the things you're going to brew here, um, sometimes they'll be on trend, and sometimes they won't. And I thought that was really interesting yeah. kind of a way to think about it is that you guys have a New England IPA coming tomorrow. It's a very trendy thing to do. Everybody's... Everybody's doing it at this point. You right. know, saw Ryan Geist's label come through yeah. today. and you know, uh, But at the same time, that's just because you guys wanted to make it. You know, right. you don't, you know, the, you, who knows what else is in the pipeline that is just not a trendy style that, you know, for... Peppercorn old ale coming soon. <laughs> not really. I would totally drink that. <laughs> <laughs> so what... What excites you guys the most about this? I mean, I, I think that's kind of what we've been talking about the whole time, but if you can kind of wrap it up into a neat little package for people. And... Neat little package. The ability to innovate without having the stress of worrying about production volumes and missing a deadline. So at Braxton, we will, we will set forth, here's what we're going to do, here's what we're going to brew, this is when we're going to release it. Here... If we want to brew something and it doesn't turn out, we have zero stress on saying, okay, not good, send it down the drain, next product. Um, and it gets the entire team involved. And Johnny can add on that. But it's, it's truly, it's, it's a space to innovate. And the entire company is fired up about the things we can produce here. I am most excited to see the brewers excited. Um, you know, when you're brewing... 12 batches of storm in one week that can wear on you a little bit right. as it would anybody it's still your brewer so that's pretty cool but uh it gets it gets tiring after a while and they're not only excited to brew here but what's really cool is they're excited to also listen um not that they weren't beforehand but we've got a meeting on friday tomorrow with the team next friday wednesday, next wednesday uh where we're getting all the team in one room and we're just gonna throw beer ideas out and like that's pretty cool what uh, time's that meeting at <laughs> <laughs> um so I, I think it's really cool to see them excited about things they've always dreamt about but also um open and excited about the other the rest of the team's ideas and we can do it all here right so how separate are when you talk about the the brewing teams is it separate teams between the two spaces or is there a lot of crossover where if you're over there brewing storm for four days and you, you know what I, I i really want can i just spend a day over in the labs i've got this idea and this idea is is there it's it's loose but it's a little tighter than that so there's one guy uh zach zach used to be over right. there but right now so zach was promoted from lead brewer to lead innovation brewer full-time here at braxton labs um not everybody will have the flexibility of saying oh i need to go over there and do that but we have the flexibility now with the team that we have to schedule people here. So if somebody has an idea or somebody wants to brew something here or just wants to get out of brewing our core styles and right. our seasonals, they can gladly come over here. Um, so Zach is here full time. Um, currently, he's splitting time. So I think today he got to Braxton uh, at 4.30 in the morning, started a triple brew, left about one, came over here to transfer the New England IPA to the Bright so we could carve it so we could keg it tomorrow. Um, so he's doing a little bit of both, but the goal is that people can be scheduled over here uh, to get a break from the shift scheduling, if right. you will, of course science. I'm sure that there's a lot of people who brew at a lot of big places here in Cincinnati that are very jealous right now of that <laughs> that freedom. Um, so the grand opening is, depending on where you are and when you're listening to this, it's tomorrow, the 26th, is Sixth that right? Um, uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, it already opened, get down here now. Um, it starts at 5, um, is that right? Yep. Yes. Um, so the live music, uh, Kentucky Struts. 
There is going to be a food truck. Correct. Um, the cheese, cheese and, and chong. chong. <laughs> <laughs> cheese. Cheese. <laughs> chong. Um, and of course, all of the Braxton core stuff, the seasonal stuff, the summer trip, that's all here. The cider's here. Guest taps. Um, like we kind of hinted at before, there's some really crazy, goofy stuff here. Get on Untapped and you can see it all because it's a, another verified venue for all of you Untapped geeks. I guess that's a thing. <laughs> um, what else do you want people to know? Come out and see us. We'll be open regular business hours after that. Um, so we open at 11 a.m. daily. Uh, we'll start out by closing at the same time the party source closes. Uh, we're working on building a gate to the bathroom, so we'll stay open a little bit later. Uh, but come out. Tell us what you think. That explains that other door. Right, oh, right. Yeah. It all makes sense now. That's brilliant. Um, but no, come out. Like like I think we've both talked about a little bit. We, we want you to tell us what you like, uh, what you don't like, and what you wish you could try. Uh, you could literally name our next beer. So come, come in here and like just let your mind kind of go wild with stuff. Like let it go and be creative and exactly and get out of your comfort zone too. Like try some stuff. Yeah. There's you know some of these you know try an African need if that's something you've never had before, which exactly. I bet it's something you've never had before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, fantastic. You know, thank you guys very much. I am absolutely thrilled to see what this does for the whole kind of. Uh, the whole mindset of what Braxton is and, and kind of where you guys fit into Cincinnati or greater Cincinnati, whatever you want. Every time I say Cincinnati, I get emails from people, that's not Cincinnati, this isn't Cincinnati. <laughs> greater Cincinnati, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's it's exciting. And uh, all this, just, you know, two years, it's it's, it's mind-blowing, I'm, I'm sure, for you guys as much as us. So Thank probably, you, probably more for you congratulations guys. on the... One hundredth episode. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, here's to many more episodes and many more Braxton for years to come. So, thank you guys, uh, everybody. Come down here at grand opening. Uh, follow us on all those social media channels. Follow Braxton Labs on all those social media channels. You don't have to run all that by yourself, do you? <laughs> yes. 